Voting rights advocates worry about a new law that could be used to block needed cooperation between voting officials and private groups. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost will not recommend criminal charges against a Cuyahoga Metropolitan Housing Authority police officer who killed a man by shooting him in the back. And Cleveland has seized twice as many guns so far this year as it did in the first half of last year, evidence that a proliferation of guns is spurring a violence epidemic. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Thursday, July the 8th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Voting rights activists fear a new Ohio law could be used to block the Secretary of State from partnering with private groups for routine voter outreach programs. The change tucked into the state budget bill is targeted primarily at blocking a repeat of 2020 when Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State, and county elections officials accepted millions of dollars from Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg to pay for elections administration support. But it is written so broadly, it seems to bar almost any election-related partnership involving private organizations, including the League of Women Voters or the NAACP, which have worked closely with the Secretary of State and Boards of Elections for years. Ohio Senate President Matt Huffman, a Republican whose chamber added the voting language to the budget, said legislators did not intend to block routine voter outreach. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost says his office will not recommend criminal charges against the Cleveland Housing Authority police officer who shot and killed 19-year-old Arthur Keith in the back. Officer James Griffith shot and killed Keith November 13th near the King Kennedy Public Housing Complex. He approached Keith in a van, ordered him to step out, and shot him after he exited. The shooting happened within view of children attending an after-school program with the Boys and Girls Club. Griffith said Keith pointed a gun at him, but investigators found no other witnesses to corroborate that. Yosafis said police did recover a gun and it had Keith's DNA on it, and a grand jury found that Griffiths operated reasonably. Yosafis said CMHA had multiple cameras that could have captured a clear record of the shooting, but the cameras were not working. The only video police have shows Keith collapsing after he is shot. Through the first six months of 2021, Cleveland police confiscated nearly double the number of guns that were seized in all of 2020. The statistics help illustrate why the city is on pace to top record numbers of homicides and other gun crimes set in 2020 and cry out for state and federal action to stem the flow of weapons, Mayor Frank Jackson said Wednesday. He said addressing the availability of guns is a strategy for reducing violent crime. As of the end of June, officers confiscated more than 1,700 guns in the city. The total for 2020 was about 950. Cleveland recorded 88 homicides in the first six months of 2021, up from 63 over the same period in 2020. Violent crime involving guns is up 47%, at nearly 400 cases compared to about 200 a year ago. Crime rates across the nation climbed with the coronavirus pandemic.
Ohio Governor Mike DeWine applauded the final two-year budget for the state once the legislature finished with it late last month, but a bunch of his priorities did not make it into the budget. He did get $250 million for broadband internet expansion grants and more money for high-performing charter schools. But legislators stripped out others, including gun safety proposals, a $50 million ad campaign to lure new residents to Ohio, a change in the description of adoptive parents from husband and wife to a legally married couple, and the removal of a 2% cap on increases in room and board and textbook costs at state colleges. Citizens for a Safer Cleveland, a campaign focused on creating police accountability, turned in 3,208 additional signatures Wednesday as it works to get its initiative on the November ballot. They were 348 short with their first submission and had 15 days to get enough to meet the 6,270 requirement. The group originally turned in almost 13,000 signatures, but most were not from Cleveland residents. Black Lives Matter President LaTanya Goldsby said she is confident the group meets the requirement now. The proposal calls for the Civilian Police Commission to have oversight on police discipline, which the group says would ensure independent investigations of citizen complaints of brutality. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. 